So I was like, don't get into a situation where you get offered something really interesting and, and large and big. And then my agent was like, Peter Jackson wants you to come down and direct Halo. And I was like, yeah, I'm going. Like, I'm in, you know. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Cancelled Movie Report, the documentary podcast series that talks about the best movies that Hollywood never made. My name is Michael Campbell, but you can call me Cambo. And joining me as always is my very best friend, actor and comedian, Mr. Eden Porter. Oh, thank you very much for having me, Cambo. Now, I did my first report for this season last week. It finished off last week with Superman Lives. And a great report it was. Thank you very much. But it's your turn, your first report. How are you feeling about it? Oh, I'm feeling pumped. I'm feeling excited. This this particular film, I'm uh, I'm loving it. I'm okay. liking it. I'm liking it. This so, is right up your alley. Yeah, correct. This is, yeah, back it in. It's my alley. Let's do it. And I believe, much like last week, this one's been a request. Is that right? Yes, that is right, Cambo. So this one has actually been requested today by Adrian Dilliman from Ontario, Canada. Yes. Hey, we're getting around the globe, aren't we? We're globetrotters. <laughs> but what I like about this, because he sent, he filled out our form, actually. There's a form in the bio if you want to request a film. He filled out the form, and boy, he filled it out. He sent uh, like a dossier of information. So I, I just love the idea that that uh, he wants to hear this movie and he sends us all the information and he sits patiently for months on end, <laughs> months and months and months on end, having known all the information he sent us just to hear us kind of interpolate it a little bit like that. It's it's an efficient system, isn't oh, it? Oh, very efficient. If you want to see things made and you've got a little bit of time on your hands. Yeah, time is key. Yeah, correct, correct. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, we get there in the end, Cambo, and that's why today we're going to be talking about, especially from Adrian, Halo the movie. Big one. Big oh, project yes. this one. Well, Huge. without any further ado, let's get into it. The year is 2005. Microsoft, not content with controlling the computer market and the console wars, have decided to dip their toe into the world of filmmaking. That's right. And dip their toe with their crown jewel of a franchise, Halo. Now, being a big tech company, even with their pedigree in, in video games, they showed an incredible lack of understanding <laughs> of the movie industry as a whole. They they really went in there. They um and they couldn't have stuffed it up more, Cambo. Oh, great! I'm giving you a bit of the setup here. You're teasing in maybe episode two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, correct. Now instead of sending over um, men in suits to maybe negotiate with some film studios, mm. they sent um they sent people in suits. But not irregular suits. No. They set them in Spartan yeah. body armor suits. They got these six foot tall actors <laughs> to go around to like Fox, New Line, Dreamworks, all these big film studios. They had a script in hand written by um, Alex Garland mm -hmm. from Twenty Eight Days Later yeah. fame. Um, it cost them one million dollars to buy that script <laughs> of him. So they're already they're already a million. So <laughs> down. just so he wrote it freelance for them, and they brought it off him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. I know, crazy. Um, they sent all these actors all across town. Um, in this sort of dawn raid to all these movie studios. It did not go well. <laughs> <laughs> because I imagine it, if you're like an, a 50-year-old executive in 2000 and whatever, you're probably not playing Halo. So you look out the window to all these Spartan soldiers and be like, well, this is the end of the world. What is going on here? <laughs> what is going on here? So, But there, there was a buzz. People were talking about this at the time. Now, it never actually got to the stage of casting, but it did have... 
a director and a producer attached. Mm. Okay, so we had Peter Jackson from yep. Lord of the Rings fame. Um, he was uh, the producer, and he had his young protege Neil Blomkoff. This was pre District Nine, yep. of course. So he was just sort of coming out as a new young director. However, it wasn't the first choice of director. Um, Guillermo del Toro was actually in talks beforehand, really? and he stepped away from it. So there are some pre stepping away from Peter oh, Jackson projects. He did, yes, he really. It's sort of his, his mo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, this this is what I remember because I remember this being a thing. Like, mm. I, I this was everywhere. This was huge news that they were making a Halo movie and they were making it themselves. Yeah, and Peter Jackson was very much the name they hung all of everything this on. on. It was like, Neil Blomkamp at that time. It was no unknown, one knew who totally he was. unknown. Yeah. Well, there's some of the other people that you might recognise that had something to do with it. So they did a lot of rewrites of the script. And um, one of the rewrites was actually by um, Game of Thrones writer. Uh, I, wait, it's, it's either Benioff or White. I'm going to say White. Correct. Yes. <laughs> But yes, he did a couple of rewrites for it as well. This was Neil's big opportunity yeah. to really get out there and make a, a massive film. He's unknown before this. From my understanding, he'd done a couple of short films at this point, right? Yes, he's done what s- a massive project to throw at him. Huge, absolutely huge. So he did these short films that Peter Jackson absolutely loved, yeah. and one of them actually ended up becoming District Nine yeah. a- a- afterwards. So there was a lot. It was a big opportunity for him. And you started to develop. You you, you wrote the film with your wife. Um, and you started developing the film with Peter Jackson and with Weta Workshop. Right. Um, what was that process like? What, what sort of, it's, I mean, to me, I imagine that, like, if you're at Weta, they're opening up the world's largest toy box for you mm-hmm. to play with. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, what happened was I, I had this rule with myself where I was like, whenever I looked at directors that I liked that had kind of gone into, like, the wrong version of the, the giant studio mechanism and had done some faceless massive film I always didn't like that as much as some other piece that they'd done so I was like don't don't get into a situation where you get offered something really interesting and and large and big where you're just going to get like you know meat grinded into like the next young director that just made this horrific film don't do that and then my agent was like Peter Jackson wants you to come down and direct Halo and I was like yeah I'm going like I mean you know And, and then I knew, I remember like I was in New York and I was like, I was there for a meeting about, uh, actually about District 9, about Alive in Joburg. And, you know, I was like, I think I can make this into a film with the studio in New York. And my agent was like, yeah, Jackson saw Alive in Joburg and he says that he wants you to do Halo, so you should go and see it. And they were like, they'll tour you around Weta. And I was like, I knew instantly that there was like, I wasn't going to be able to get out of that. Like as soon as I was there, I would just love everything. That's exactly what happened. So, and then I spent six months making Halo, and then the rug got pulled out, so. And you'd made some short Halo films that also, that... Uh, that, that was slightly different. What, what happened there was I, was I was in the process of making the feature film, and Microsoft was involved to some degree in making the feature. You know, obviously it's their, it's their IP, and they were, they were involved. And while we were doing the feature, when it was sort of like rocky, like it was not clear what the studios, like which way it was gonna go, Microsoft was like, do you want to direct um, basically like these, these commercials, you know, that are kind of like weird short films that are for the launch of Halo, I think Halo 3. And I was like, yeah. Like it was just a way to kind of like dip my toes back into production while I was kind of waiting to see what would happen with the film. So those actually came after, long after I was in production on the movie. I mean, we'd spent millions of dollars on like vehicles and wardrobe and like built stuff and... We were in the process of doing that when I was doing these little pieces. And Guillermo del Toro had actually also directed Halo prior to me. So there was like a whole banner of like Guillermo's artwork as well, you know, like it was, it was amazing. 
Yeah, so that's a little bit of an insight wow. of, of his journey there. Yeah. yeah. It's it isn't it it's it's crazy that they just decided to make it independently with no idea of how to do it. Yeah. And it sounds like at one point everyone was just sitting around being yep. like, I don't know if we're going to make this or yeah. not. Yeah, for eight months getting paid. <laughs> That's crazy. And at this point, surely Peter Jackson is king of Hollywood because this is just after Lord of the Rings. Right? Oh, my God. He, he can do no wrong. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, debatable. Um, but the other person that was involved was um, Alex Garland, who wrote 28 Days yeah. Later. And I just want to say, huge Alex Garland fan over here. Oh, really? Love Alex Garland. Okay, well, he actually, for him, he sort of said it was a different kind of project, something like Halo. He was a writer for hire. They hired him to write exactly what they wanted, and they were saying, do it like this, do it like this. And he's like, that's fine. That's exactly how I do it. Completely different to his other films he was saying about, like, Sunshine or 28 Days Later where they're passion projects and he could do really what he wanted with them. So it's an interesting thing to think about that you've just got this big company that's gone, right, exactly this. Yeah. This is exactly what we want. Um, and then how that sort of plays out. So this is a video game movie and I, I, like, I, know, I don't know that much about video games. You're much more the gamer than me. But I believe to make this kind of as gamey as possible, You've actually brought in some voice talent to kind of really give it video game bona fide, if you That's will. That's right. From the from the Australiana yes. video game kings and queens, I've got a couple of special guest voices. We've got Stephanie Ben Dixon. Yes. From the, you, you might know her as Hex. Yeah. And absolutely. we've also got uh, Gus Ronald that you might know as Goose. Goose. Yeah. That's right. They're leading their voices which today. It's so great because they are like, in, in Australia at least, they are like uh, on a pedestal of video games. <laughs> yeah. you know? They are the video game people. So the fact that you've managed to somehow wrangle them into this scene. Mate, if there was ever a film to get these guys involved in, <laughs> this it's is definitely one. this one. So before we get started, I just want to go through. So it didn't actually get up to casting. There's no none really uh, attached to it. Um, it was this big sci-fi epic that was going to be faithful to the games. Um, I, I just want to know, if, in terms of Halo, yep. what's your understanding of Halo? Uh, so... The games? Uh, or yeah, any- yeah, I'll explain my history of okay. the game Halo, my personal history with it. Uh, so Halo 1, Halo Combat Evolved, yep. uh, I played that Great. Uh, on the original Xbox. Yep. That's the end okay, of my history <laughs> with the Halo franchise. Well, you say that, but I think you'll probably be pretty comfortable yeah. with this uh, can, then. Can I tell yeah. you the things I remember about Halo? Because okay. I played it, it came with my Xbox. When oh, I, when wow. I brought it okay. way back. Like it was... Uh, OG. OG, yeah. Uh, it, I remember Master Chief. Yep, great. The, the, Tick. The main fella. Uh, he has a little robot in his helmet, a uh, little little voice <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah, he's hearing all the yeah, time. Yeah. I remember Warthogs. Very good, uh, yes. Which is a vehicle. Yep. I remember Spiky Guns. Yeah, the Needler. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember, I believe, the, the villains, I believe they're called the Flood. Uh, yeah, there are there are many villains, uh, oh, but right. that is well, well, that I, is. I remember the flood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. And yeah. the titular Halo being the the weird kind of constructed planet that is a, a ring. You're basically an expert, Cambo. Right. Don't well. don't <laughs> don't come at that with me. So we've got a little bit of your understanding. Yeah. Um, I know what's going on. Yeah. So let's get into it. We open on a Spartan helmet. We see a reflection in the visor. It's a city under attack. Snap back to a seven-foot-tall Master Chief in full armour with his MA-5B assault rifle. Um, You'll notice that all the guns, they will (laughs) refer to them as their full names (laughs) throughout the entire script. It's not just an assault rifle, it's an MA-5B assault rifle. So it's part scripts, part like technical manual. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, there's definitely that. Um, 
We snap back again to Master Chief, but this time in front of 50 other Spartans, all with their heads watching the sky. A Covenant dropship lands. Cut to quick shots of a battlefield, we see Spartans, they are super warriors. Combat machines designed for killing. There's something hypnotic about the way they fight. Amidst the chaos, there are precise movements, training embedded deep within them. We see the Covenant swarm across the battlefield. Hunters, grunts, jackals, frenzied in their ultra-violence. The battle rages, but the sheer numbers of the Covenant are overwhelming. A caption appears. The year 2552. A coalition of alien species known as the Covenant are waging a genocidal holy war against mankind. And mankind are losing. <laughs> How about that for a wow. caption? So, uh, so it begins with this like bloody epic big, war montage. Massively. Spartans versus the Covenant, which I'm yep. assuming are the aliens. They're the right? Yep, yep, correct, correct. And lots of blood, lots of things explosion. But it really sets up the fact that the Spartans are like the ultimate yep. badasses. It mentions badass a lot. In this <laughs> so it mentions badass and it's going to mention like four names of guns. guns yeah, yeah, correct, correct. <laughs> we now cut to space. It's a peaceful constellation of stars. And we pan across to see a gas giant of a planet. And orbiting the gas giant, there's what appears to be a metal ring about the size of a moon. The interior of the band seems to be green and blue water and, and landscapes are dotted across it. It's as if someone cut a strip of earth and lined it inside a metal ring. That's Halo <laughs> It's one of the things I remembered. <laughs> Suddenly a rip in space and a hulking grey massive spaceship appears. The Pillar of Autumn. It's written on the side of it so you know exactly when you're in space you yep. want to see the side of the ships. We zoom in on the bridge and we see a man gazing out. It's the commander. Captain Keys. Now, I've got a couple of visual aids for you, Tamba, if you want to yeah. have a look you, at you, it. You've provided me with imagery. Yes, correct. Uh, to, to, to help, it's like a glossary. It is a glossary yeah. term. <laughs> so I'll just I'll just uh, show you here. So we've yeah. got the uh, the first picture there. We've got, um, there's the Pillar of Autumn, which is one of the big ships there. Yeah, so I'm looking at the Pillar of Autumn, big industrial looking grey hulking ship. Correct. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And then we've got the Spartans there. The, uh, that, that's just to give you a little bit of an understanding of the Spartans there. So the Spartans I'm more familiar with. Uh, like Obviously, I know they're from Halo, but uh, yeah. they're a very popular cosplay. Oh, yeah, I feel course, like if you yeah. ever see footage from a Comic-Con, you've got a couple of Spartans walking around. <laughs> so now you've got a visual. I yeah. painted you a picture there. So, yeah, yeah. so the Spartans on the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. No Spartans on the ship. That was the, a previous battle. This is the Pillar of Autumn. And there's no Spartans. No around. Spartans on the Pillar no, of Autumn. No, 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 no. Well, there may be one Spartan okay. on the Pillar of Autumn. But we survey the scene, okay? Keys is looking out through the bridge. He has two questions. Where the hell have they come to? And did we lose them? He seems to be speaking to an empty room, but the female AI voice of the ship comes over the intercom. It's Cortana. She answers. She starts scanning the planet in front of them, but before she can finish, another rip in space appears and a Covenant capital ship appears behind them. Alarms ring out across the ship. Battle stations. We see engineers, medics, marines, all grabbing headwear and helmets and guns. They're getting ready to be boarded. Smaller attack ships pour out from the Covenant cruisers and then other smaller ships again come out of the Pillar of Order. This big dogfight starts happening in space. We zoom all the way back in from the space battle, right back into the bridge. We see Captain Keys, and he's talking to Cortana. Cortana, what's that structure ahead? Unknown. Artificial. A uh, space station? Negative. Covenant? 
negative, based on current database of covenant structures. And there's something strange. It's nitrogen and oxygen rich, life-supporting. And it was obviously built by someone, but no sentient life forms appear on scan. Oxygen rich is all I need to know. Get us close. I want to be within lifeboat range. On approach vector now. And Cortana, it's time we woke our war dog. Oh, war dog. Who do you think the war dog could be? Well, Cameron? I've seen the movie War Dogs, <laughs> yes. so it's either going to be Miles Teller or Jonah Hill. <laughs> what about uh, possibly Bradley Cooper? Yes, correct. <laughs> possibly yeah, Bradley yeah, Cooper. Very good. Very good. Very good. Well, we're going to find out just uh-huh. in a minute because now we go into a dream sequence. Ooh. We cut to a dream sequence, and it's Master Chief surrounded by Covenant troops, all alone. He's the last Spartan standing. He looks up at the sky, blood red sort of sky. Yeah, great. And then it whites out. <gasps> we cut to the cryo chamber in the Pillar of Autumn. Two engineers are looking into the sealed chamber as the life support monitor beeps in the background. The chamber depressurizes with a blast of smoke. And someone places both their hands outside the chamber and pulls themselves out. He towers over the two men as we look from his POV. And all we hear is his first words. What are my orders? Yeah, now, I remember, yeah. this is where the video game begins. Yeah, exactly. The video game begins with you waking up from cryos. Yeah, so this and is... And you're under attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it does describe him as badass. Yeah, great. Yeah, <laughs> okay. can, I, can you just let me know every time he's badass? Yeah, I'll just probably say BA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you save some time. Um, so we're back in the Pillar of Autumn. There's suddenly, there's explosions ripping through heavy blast doors. The battle has broken out onto the ship. The Covenant are starting to board. Master Chief runs past the corridor where a Marine shouts at him. Master Chief, you've got to help us. We're under attack. So Master Chief runs past the Marine, grabs an assault rifle and two grenades. He leaps over the man. He's in front of his barricade. He then tosses both grenades down a corridor while he starts blazing away with his assault rifle. Yeah, he walks back unscathed from the smoke. And just as he's standing there, everyone's like, the Marine's like, oh my God, this is a Spartan. This is really crazy. Then one final grunt appears. Master Chief pulls out his M6D pistol. Great. Yeah, good. Got the reference. Um, He pulls it out from the Marine in front of him. He spins around in one motion and nails the grunt between the eyes. He goes to give the pistol back to the Marine named Jenkins. And Jenkins replies. Uh, Keep it. (laughs) Kind of safe. BA. Yeah, it's BA. Yeah, it's massively BA. BA right there. <laughs> See, they just said they just put these little scenes in of just he's just running past. They're like, can you do this? And he just blows everything up and leaves unscathed. <laughs> it's the ultimate. He's yeah. the ultimate. So so the, but they're they're like a rare ship. They have a Spartan warrior on board. To yeah, help exactly, you. exactly. So the guys, the Marines are like freaking out yeah. when they see this guy. They're like, oh my oh god. Oh my god, it's him. Can you sign <laughs> like my tongue? Just fanning yeah. themselves off. Can you can you please sign my MD6 pistol? <laughs> exactly. So Master Chief, after saving these Marines, he makes his way to the bridge. There, he gets briefed. Sir, there are primary thrust engines offline. Massive pressure loss on four portside decks, six through nine. They're using our lifeboat airlocks to attach their boarding craft. Blocking our way out as they make their way in. Smart bastards. Sir, we've just lost the main cannon. Reporting is ordered, sir. Good to see you, Master Chief. Let me get you up to speed. We're in the shit. So here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna get Cortana off this ship and keep her safe from the enemy. Uh, sir? The Pillar of Autumn is going down, and you're not going down with it. You are? I'm going to keep a skeleton crew and land on the object we've found. 
but destruction or capture of the shipboard AI is not an option. Sir, as a tactical point, your best bet to land this ship is me. As a tactical point, Cortana, if the Covenant capture you, they'll learn everything. Force deployment, system schematics, weapon research, not to mention the location of planet Earth. Now, are you going to make me invoke and override command, or just do as you're told? Preparing for a hard transfer, sir. Oh, I just want to clear something up, though. The, the big fear here is that if they get this information, uh, the Covenant are going to find the location of Earth. Uh, yeah, correct. They're going to find out all about their tactics and everything where Earth is and they can directly attack yeah. Earth. So it's it's within their interest to, to yeah. not tell them. Yeah. So we're now back in the Pillar of Autumn, but in a lower deck and we're introduced to Major Sylvia and his Hell Jumper Squad. These like a special force and you know what they are? The BA. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the fight against some Covenant forces, right? They're blowing everyone up. But here the voice of Captain Keys over the intercom to abandon ship. The Hell Jumpers, they make their way to the lifeboats. Captain Keys then opens a console and takes out a slim translucent card. He looks at Chief and he inserts the card into the back of his neck. Is, if you're friends with him, you can just call him Chief. You don't, it doesn't always have to be Master MC? Chief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's my initials. That would oh, be confusing. Yeah. That would be very confusing. So Master Chief then takes it and he sort of accepts the chip in the... I don't know how you'd accept a chip in the back of your head, but he does. It kind of like uploads into his system, I guess. Correct, correct. So then he, um, then he quickly sort of leaves... Captain Keys on yep. the bridge, and he starts running towards the lifeboats. And at this point, so the, the Cortana has uploaded into his helmet, yep. and they are now kind of of one, I guess. Yes, yeah. The gruesome twosome. The gruesome twosome. Right. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. But he doesn't know that yet. He doesn't yeah. know the full extent of that yet. Okay. So he's going down these corridors trying to get to a lifeboat. He weaves down several corridors, and then he sees his path blocked by an elite. So an elite from the imagery you've provided me, which you'll find in the link in the description Correct. in our blog. Yep. Uh, they are a big grey hulking alien with blue armour and a bit of a like a laser sword blade kind of thing. They love their laser swords. Yeah. And this is another bit of imagery I know is the, the blade with the split down the middle. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've seen cosplay. Yeah, you've seen, you've seen <laughs> lots of cosplay, Kevo. So... There's this huge elite in his way, tall, armoured, looking very BA. Now, the elite doesn't see Master Chief yet. So Master Chief, he makes his way silently. For a big lad, mm. he can sneak with the best of them. Oh, oh yeah, big time. The sneaky lad. Yeah, very sneaky. Sneaky boy. It's those soft <laughs> shoes. He's in hush puppies. But he suddenly, he sort of makes his way up to the elite. The elite doesn't even see him. And then a cobra strike. He strikes with the butt of his assault rifle, taking out the elite shield. Then Master Chief empties half a clip into the elite's torso. So that's a classic move in the game yeah. where you butt them and it gets rid of their shields completely. Yeah. It's great. It's great. It's in the yeah, movie. Yeah. I, it's, I'd be it's, losing my mind to this. It's a this. less... Uh, you know how sometimes a video game evil will arbitrarily and ham-fistedly add in a, a bit of the game, yep. uh, like the movie Battleship, oh, where, yeah, where yeah, one yeah, moment it goes like bird's eye view and you see like, yeah. the Battleship thing. A1 hit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, this is a little more like, oh, cool, I, I recognise that combo from the game. Which is it's very cool. I would, I would lose my mind. As Master Chief looks around, surveys the room, everyone's dead in it. Um, he hears in his head, Good work, Master Chief. I can tell I'm in good hands. It sort of startles him. He's like, "What is? who are you? What's this? It's Cortana, and she's speaking because she's been hardwired into his neural network. So now she's living in his head. Oh, right. So she's talking to him through yeah. his head. It's, it's, and this it's, is what I remember, the robot in the head. Yeah, robot in the head. <laughs> robot in the head. I'm sorry, sorry. You've got a robot in the head. Um, so 
Now he's got a robot in his head. Yeah, yeah. So unstoppable comes to mind. Very BA. Master Chief, he makes his way down the final corridor. He jumps into the last remaining lifeboat. The ship blasts out of the Pillar of Autumn and makes its way down to the ring world below. We see a bunch of other lifeboats making their way to the halo surface. Sort of like a mini meteor shower, they describe it. As we get closer to the landscape, we see it has rolling hills, waters, deserts, but there seems to be no life. Just strange sort of metallic constructs, sort of alien in their design. We cut to inside the lifeboat. Air brake failure, air brake failure, brace for impact. And then which they describe this as completely inside the vessel, like POV style. Yeah. So there's no outside shots or anything. We have a full crash landing experience with ah. everyone being sort of thrown around and everything, which is a pretty cool, yeah, that's cool. Pretty cool little, uh, little piece to do there. Then we have Master Chief waking up in the wreckage. Cortana's voice in his head ringing, wake up, wake up, wake because she hasn't yeah. been knocked down. Yeah. She's just been hanging around. She's right over the head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say, at, at this moment, this has been nonstop action. Oh, <laughs> and it's not going to slow down. It, it, it started with a battle montage into ship being attacked, into Spartan waking up, into him taking out the thing, yeah. into them escaping into a crash landing. Oh, mate, it, it gets it gets more insane <laughs> as we go along. Just, just wait. <laughs> So Master Chief, he w- he's woken up. He's sort of groggy. He looks around. Everyone else is dead. That's a, It's a common thing. Everyone dies around yeah. except for Master Chief. <laughs> it happens all the time. So he looks around, viewing his surroundings, but his head turns upwards and he sees the Pillar of Autumn descending towards the planet at high speed with plumes of white vapour behind it. A huge impact as it smashes into the surface of the ring. A shockwave. At first, they can only see it coming yeah, towards them. Cool. And, it's <laughs> and then absolutely <laughs> annihilate. So they see it coming You're down right, the ring. It, so, it's a yeah, cool yeah, image. Yeah. It's a really cool image. I love that. Um, the silence is broken with Covenant dropships incoming overhead. Master Chief hides behind a rock cluster as he watches the Covenant dropships land. Several elites, you remember elites? Yeah. But you also have some grunts with him. Okay, a, gr- a grunt, as, as I see it, is, is some kind of... Lizard fishman hybrid, <laughs> uh, but he's got. Uh, I recognise this gun. It looks a little bit like a Star Lord blaster, actually. Yeah, well, yeah, um, very good. that's where they got it from. But yeah, <laughs> solid. Yeah. Uh, looks very short. Very short. Yeah. Very little guy. Very easy to kill. A grunt. You just butt them in the head and they're dead. Basically. They're not subtle with their names. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> grunt oh, elite. Oh, there's there's a lot more. You've got hunters <laughs> and jackals and things like that. What do hunters do? Uh, they're actually gatherers. <laughs> The elites and grunts, they're all sort of speaking their own alien language, but Cortana provides a instantaneous digital translation directly into Master Chief's neural network. So when we're watching the film, we can actually hear what they're saying, which is an added bonus. Yeah, a great little uh, piece of... You know, for the contrivance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want people to explain what's going yeah. on and they speak a different again, language. Speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy again, I think there's like a little bit of text when Star-Lord's arrested saying that he has a universal translator in his head. Yeah, yeah, very good. So he hears them talking about searching for survivors and burning the bodies. But just as the Covenant, they're sort of spreading out, one of the elites, he sees a single footprint in the mud and he points to the ridge where Master Chief is oh, hiding. No. So I'm sorry, but... Every time you say elite, in my head, I do think of like a very snobby yacht owning man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. He says, well, I want to say there's rather big feet heading yeah. that way. He's got like a little monocle <laughs> in there. It's Have like, one of the servants fetch him. I said, good day, sir. <laughs> but so, still looking as they look here. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Don't change him. Put a top hat on him and a monocle. 
So he lets out a large guttural sort of noise that obviously has no translation um, for Cortana. But then suddenly three ghosts emerge. Now ghosts are like little sort of speeder bikes, like some Star Wars, they're sort of yeah. speeder bikes sort of things. Um, they come zooming out, three of them, they're sort of lightweight crafts, and they start racing their way towards Master Chief. And um, what proceeds is uh, three pages of, of a, uh, a basically a chase from the ghosts yep. chasing Master Chief through this Big little thing. Chase I'll give you some highlights. Yep, <clears throat> great. Master Chief, he dives out of the way of one of the ghosts as it flies past. He unleashes a clip into the side of it, it explodes into a wall. That's one down. The second one rams him and he finds himself stuck like a bug on the windscreen of it <laughs> and he's trading punches with the elite Great. in there. He punches him so hard that he cracks his neck <laughs> and he falls dead side. Yeah. Then Master Chief gets into the pilot seat. Now he's flying yeah. the ghost. So he's going along. He's just about to sort of go off a cliff and he dodges it. Then he goes over a rise and he does go over another cliff because this is an 800 foot drop. <laughs> so he, he dodges one cliff only to fall off another. He'd Even he, larger, I uh, imagine. Exactly. So he lands, he sort of does a bit of a skid and then the, the final ghost sort of comes down behind him and then they're both facing each other. And they start doing that, they start doing that strafing oh, right. sort of thing where they sort of strafe <laughs> yeah, around yeah. So, each other. So, so they're kind of like going uh, almost like in big circles but facing each other. Exactly, time. exactly. Yeah. And it's very, it's very old Western. Yeah. It's very like... Um, Okay, Corral, zooming on their uh -huh. eyes. They've got their sort of guns. You imagine some whistling in the soundtrack. Very <laughs> much, very much so. Then they start revving towards each other, and then we cut. Ooh. Which is very odd for this film to cut away from an action scene <laughs> yeah. and not spend another three pages on it. <laughs> now, we cut to Marines from another dropship. They've got a fortified position under a sort of a spire of metal. They're in the heat of battle, ammo running low. They're, they're looking down sort of the side of their uh, assault rifles and you can see Covenant dropping, but the sheer number of the Covenant keep approaching and it, it looks all but lost. Then, out of nowhere, something flies over the Marines' heads. Yeah? <laughs> it's the ghost piloted by, by Master Chief. Chief. And uh, this, is, uh, this, is, this is a great little line here. Um, one of the Marines goes, What the hell is that? And then the sergeant says, It's the cow. <laughs> Which is great. I, I'm just imagining Alex Garland writing at a laptop with like a Microsoft exec over his over shoulder. His shoulder. And he's like, and you want me to put in it's the cavalry? Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh definitely. It's definitely the cavalry. Oh, all right. <laughs> and then it literally just says, uh, the Marines win the battle. It just, <laughs> just, it just throws that away. Yeah, yeah. So they win the battle. You right? ran out of momentum. Exactly. Yeah. You can't explain it all. But to be clear, they sent the ghosts after Master Chief. And as is tradition, everyone wound up dead except for Master Chief? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Correct. So there is, in the aftermath of the battle now, and Master Chief talks to the, the look, there's one or two remaining Marines, and he has a bit of a bit of a chat with them. We need to regroup with the rest of the survivors. They may be scattered all over this ring. Agreed. Have you made contact with any? Yes, sir. A Pelican dropship pilot, name of Carol Rowling, call sign Bohammer. She's alive. Alive and inbound, sir. Who's Fohammer? A fine soldier. We go back. So I see. Your neural web just lit up like a Christmas tree. Uh, sir? Who are you talking to? What do you mean by that? He can't hear me. Oh, right. No one. No one? I'm not saying you're no one. I didn't think you were, sir. No, not you. I... I'll forget it. Is this quiet time? It was. Sorry. 
I get that it must be strange having me with you like this. It's intimate. If it's any consolation, it's pretty strange for me, too. Sharing a consciousness. I suppose you want to know if I can tell what you're thinking. Can you? Kind of. I get flashes. Impulses. It's hard to describe. So, what am I thinking now? You're thinking what I'm thinking. What happened to Captain Keys? Whoa. Okay. It, it, you didn't make me aware that this is a madcap romantic comedy. Well, I'm sorry. I should have said that. Um, it is chock full of comedy yeah. hijinks. <laughs> How about that little bit of, uh, little, you little talking bit. to me? No, are you <laughs> talking to me? Who's on first? <laughs> yeah, you can, we can yeah. write some gags in there. And there's uh, any number of gruff sounding gentlemen. Oh, everyone yeah. is That's super gruff. Something I remember from the game is just, it's like the, the brief was, Smoke a carton of cigarettes before you come into the recording studio. Because every single line is, no, you don't understand. <laughs> it's it's like a battle to who can be more gruff. Yeah. I like to think that like line by line, the actors are getting lower and lower. Gruffer What's and the gruff- situation? Well, it's bad. How bad is it? It's pretty bad. <laughs> I've thrown my back out. <laughs> so we've got some gruff Marines yeah. there. <clears throat> They're wondering what happened to Captain Keys. Well, let's go find out. Because oh. we cut back to Captain Keys and he stands in the destroyed bridge. He grabs a comlink and over it he tells Major Sylvia of the Hell Jumpers that do not attempt a rescue in any circumstances. And that Sylvia can assume command from this point on. Captain Keys drops the comlink as the door to the bridge bursts open from plasma grenades. Captain Keys, he sees he's outnumbered and he puts his pistol to his head. But then he falters. And he turns it on the elite coming at him and he shoots the elite in the head. But then all the other yeah, guys yeah, jump yeah. on him and capture him and drag him out screaming. But he went out went out like a noble soldier. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But really, he probably should have shot himself in the head because you don't get taken alive. Mate. You never get taken alive. That's military 101 sort of shit there. So, keys. <laughs> we then cut back to the Pelican dropship mm-hmm. and they, they take off in the sky. Fohammer, she's piloting, and Master Chief and her, they become reacquainted themselves. Because remember, his neural net lit up like a Christmas tree mm. when he thought about her. Um, she tells him that Major Sylvia, he's commanding the uh, what's left of the Marines, and they've set up a base camp. So the Pelican takes off towards it. So we then land at this sort of halo sort of base camp area mm-hmm. that the Marines have. So we're now at the Marines base camp at this makeshift comms tent. Inside, you've got uh, Major Sylvia and uh, sort of Master Chief comes in and everyone, they're sort of discussing what's to be done. Stand down, men, let him through. So, the Spartan, I understand you're carrying Cortana. Yes, sir. Unfortunately, we don't have any hardware sufficient for you to dock her, so you'll be babysitting a while longer. Babysitting? Think you can handle that? No problem, sir. Fine. Then I recommend you find a nice little spot to sit tight, rest up, and wait until we can relieve you of your duties. You want me to stay out of combat, sir? That is correct. I want you to stay as far out as you can get. Dismissed, Spartan. You still here? Sir, request information on the whereabouts of- Keys? MIA. Everything else is need to know, and before you ask, you don't need to know shit. What a meathead. He wants me out of combat to keep you safe. It's a sound decision. I've met plenty like him. The truth is, he enjoys war. If he isn't putting down rounds, he isn't living. Uh, uh, What the? Chief, are you okay? Yeah, 
Yeah. Great line. Great line. Great line. And you know what? It's 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 a classic <laughs> BA line. It's, 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 it's a, classic, a BA line. It's classic. Yeah. So it's be positive line because of like hey yeah. So we have the wounded master chief. Mm-hmm. He's getting a blood transfusion now, right? We see a bit of his body as he's getting the blood in it. It's all scarred and it's sort of white, but we don't see his face. Never his face. He then does his own medical procedure. So he sort of opens up some wounds, he staples himself close, he removes shrapnel, all while just simply talking through the situation with Cortana, right? And so I just want to ask you, Cameron, so as he's doing this and he's doing this medical operation on himself, mm. do you think maybe he has some quip at the end or some line that he might say after doing this to himself? I just want to just throw it out there. What do you, yep. what do you think he could just, say? Just before this, because I really want to visualize this scene. Yep. He's patching himself up, but is it no shirt but helmet? Oh, it doesn't say that, <laughs> that but I think great. it's definitely No Shirt But Helmet. <laughs> I love No Shirt But Helmet. No Shirt But Helmet is a fantastic... Uh, okay. What uh, do you think so he says? He's, he's patched himself back up. He's BA, yeah. so he needs to say something BA. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's BA. Yeah, okay. Um, I see, I'm thinking something like, uh, cheated death for another day. Oh, that's good. And you've got the gruff voice yeah, there as you. well. That's good. It's close, but what he actually says at the end is... <laughs> God, so BA. It's, so <laughs> <laughs> like, it's pretty good. He's surprised that it's, it's the funniest good. bit. Like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh that, that should have hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I actually think that's pretty good. That's I actually think that's pretty great. good. <clears throat> it's great. That's that's the kind of line that you would wish that maybe they got Arnold Schwarzenegger to play Master <laughs> oh, Yeah, yes. Forgot the morphine. <laughs> <laughs> great. Amazing. Love it. We are then treated to another... Master Chief dream sequence. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. So now we've got burning cities again, filled with bodies of Spartans. Yeah. Then Cortana appears in his dream in a, in a sort of a physical form. If you want to have a look at what she looks like, she's like a blue. Yeah, I remember Cortana. Yeah, you remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know. Blue oh, yeah. lady. Yeah, blue lady. Yeah. Blue lady. Blue lady on the shoulder, in yeah. the head. Yeah, all that <laughs> stuff. Um, she explains that when he dreams, so does she. Ooh. Yeah, so she's in there. So then he starts talking about that this this was Planet Reach, the largest interplanetary human colony. The Spartans were meant to protect it, and they didn't. Cortana asks him, how did you get out? He tells him that Fohammer came back. She said that she doesn't leave soldiers behind. Master Chief then he's screams in the distance. These aren't dream screams. It's coming from real life. He suddenly wakes up. He rushes to the source of the noise. It's in the command center, and we see Major Sylvia interrogating an elite. Ooh. Yeah. So we have this elite interrogation now. They sort of slap him around a bit. He's sort of hogtied to the to the table. They finally they get the information. Monocle's probably being slapped right off his oh, face. Oh, right off his face. That's the first thing to go, Cameron. <laughs> That's the first thing to go. Um, he, they find out that Captain Keys is alive, and he's more than likely being interrogated to get intel on Earth. So now they don't really need. Cortana, they've got sort of keys to yeah. sort of tell them about that. Um, and it ends with Sylvia putting a gun to the elite's head and is like, thanks for the information. And he just point blank blows its head off. And it says in the script, shockingly brutal. Oh. Shockingly brutal. So very so that now they sort of know what's what's happening. Yeah. So after the interrogation, Major Sylvia, he puts a plan together. They need to secure Captain Keys before he breaks from torture. And uh, they do say torture there, and it's funny because when humans do it, 
It's interrogation. <laughs> but when the Covenant do it, oh, they're torturing him for information. I think, I think Alex Garland needs to take a long, hard look <laughs> at himself. I think so, mate. I, think, I picked yeah. up on that. I picked up on that. <laughs> now, Cortana projects a hologram image of herself into mm. the actual room. It's no longer in a dream sequence. It's actually there in real life. And she'll, for the majority of the film from now on, she'll actually project herself out of Master Chief's helmet. It makes sense for a visual yeah. language like film. Exactly, exactly. You want to you want to show, don't tell, Cambo. Yeah. <laughs> Although she does tell a lot yeah, while she she's showing. A lot. <laughs> she says if they're going on board the Covenant ship to rescue Captain Keys, then she could actually get access to their mainframe. Yeah, the Covenant's mainframe. She could then learn everything about the enemy. They could turn the tide of war with the intel that they could gain. So, Major Sylvia, he agrees. Master Chief and Cortana are coming along for this rescue mission. Okay, so they're going to rescue the captain. Yep. And they think if they can get to the ship, yep. they can attach her to their mainframe, the alien, the Covenant mainframe, yep. and learn all of their information. information. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the old switcheroo, yeah. Cambo. Um, so now- but when they do it, it's a mission. <laughs> but when the aliens do it, it's like a terrorist <laughs> attack. <plot. laughs> exactly. So now they've got the mission and we're at the, the, the Covenant base camp because the Covenant have set up their own little base camp as well. That's cute. Now, the Helljumpers and Master Chief, they do a succession of quiet stealth kills. With a sneaky boy. Uh, very sneaky. He's put the <laughs> sneaky shoes back on and he's doing his sneaky boy routine. So it's cool because they can show they can be sort of BA yeah. with explosions but also BA with a little bit of stabby stabby. Oh, with a stabby stabby BA. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Stabby stabby BA. <laughs> so they've now killed all the Covenant in this little outpost base and there is a gravity lift there from the right. base camp and that gravity lift goes straight up all the way to the main ship of the Covenant. Now, they've killed a bunch of jackals and grunts. The squad, they then all jump into the gravity lift and they make their way up to the Covenant loading bay. So they appear, and, and the Covenant ship it has on the side, it's called it's called the Truth and Reconciliation. That's the name <laughs> of the Covenant ship. That's quite a fancy name for like a brutal alien force. Oh, Though then again, they are joined by the elites. Exactly, but it is a holy war, remember? Okay. And that's something that, I've, when I played Halo games, I didn't really, I remember when I played the first one, I didn't really pick up on, on that well, aspect of it. This is my memory of playing Halo. I played the first Halo game and from memory, it's very simple. Yeah. Crash on the planet Halo, yep. the aliens done are coming. Yep, you, done you, need to, you need to, you know, yep. destroy them. Stop them getting to Earth. And then I remember I actually purchased the second Halo (gasps) and it starts in like a Senate chamber and they're like debating. And I I, I just turned it off. I was like... (laughs) I don't know. This <laughs> it's it's very it's very Phantom Menace. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Got it was all about like holy wars and and sex and all that. I'm like, just ditch one on a planet and tell me shoot aliens. That's all I yeah. want. I just want to be BA. Yeah, I just want to be BA. I just be, let I me be a sneaky man. boy, but a stabby stabby. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So now they've all come out of the gravity lift into this massive sort of loading bay, and it's full of Covenant troops. They start this uh, this huge battle scene in this loading bay, and it's it, it describes it as extremely bloody, right? Um, halfway through, these two big bay doors open, and they get smashed apart, and we hear the Marines yell, "Hunters!" Oh no, the so, gatherers are coming. Do you, <laughs> have you seen what they look like? The hunter. Um, I mean, look, they're all quite grey and hulking. Yeah, this yeah, one good. slightly green tinged. Yep. Uh, big rocket arm. Yes. Yep. Uh, like you can call it that. Blaster yep, on, big on the blaster. arm. Yep. And the other arm is that a shield that I'm seeing? Yeah. There's a bit of that going yeah, on. And big spikes. Big spikes. Now, it, interesting. It looks a bit like a shark, if I'm going to be honest. Well, with it's you. actually interesting because it's actually that's just mainly its armor because it's actually made up of these little sort of eel sort of 
aliens oh. that all sort of fit inside it. And so when you kill one, these all little like eely sort of things come out and they're actually controlling it and oh. stuff like that. It's, so it's, it's a bit of a hive mind. It's it's pretty, it's pretty cool, Cambo. It's pretty cool. Yeah, cool. So two of these huge guys. Now, these guys are 12 feet tall, right? They've got this blue armor and they've got um, fuel rod cannons instead of arms. Yeah. Like one of their arms is a fuel rod cannon. Now, the hell jumpers that are in there, they're firing all their bullets out and the bullets are just bouncing off these giant hunters. They dark and dive out of the way as these fuel rod cannons like unleash these bolts that just like <laughs> blow up half this space. Yeah, so it's, it's crazy. It. It's it's absolutely crazy. Then Master Chief, as he's diving out of the way, he, uh, he knocks over a box of plasma grenades, right? And if you've used plasma yeah. grenades in the game, yeah. they're the ones that stick, yeah. which is so much fun. Yeah. So you can see where this is going. Yeah. So he Multiplayer gets- Halo, nothing better than running up to oh. someone on the back, slapping <laughs> plasma grenade and run away. <laughs> And you run around and you walk out going beep beep. <laughs> so Master Chief then runs at one of the hunters, yep. like slides underneath him and throws a plasma grenade that sticks on his back. Uh-huh. And then as the hunter sort of turns around, Master Chief then pops just for good measure, pops another one on his little old face there. Oh, great. I thought we were going to get a plasma on the dick, I'll be honest with you. No. Because he no. slid under the, you know. It could have been plasma on the dick. premium dick slapping plasma grenade area. It probably. Look, he's missed a trick there. He really has. Um, so then the hunter to start sort of scrambling to get him off but um, remember he's only got one arm because he's got a bloody got a, got a bloody rod fuel rod cannon on the other one so he then explodes in a sort of a massive explosion <laughs> you could have, he explodes yeah he explodes he explodes he explodes um then, as the uh, the other hunter sort of in the background, Master Chief then picks up the severed arm, right? So now he's, the got, he's got the cannon arm now. So he's, Master Chief's <laughs> holding the fuel rod cannon. The hunter, then the hunter's point of view, he sort of turns and looks just as you see Master Chief like railing into him. <laughs> and then he also explodes uh, into oblivion, they yeah, say this into one. Into oblivion. Yeah, wow. it's a good, it's a, it's a good one. So another like full on. Yeah, battle scene absolutely. there in the in the hangar, like awesome. Well, it'd been ten minutes, so you well, know. you've got to keep them coming. You've got to keep them coming, Kendo. So after the battle, the squad then splits up. Five Hell Jumpers head off to make a distraction, while Major Sylvia, the remaining Hell Jumpers, and Master Chief head deeper into the spaceship to search for the control panel. After slitting the throats of a few more jackals, yeah. sort of just, sticky, just, sticky snap, snap. As, as they're going around, the sticky sticky snap stab, so they're cutting jackals' throats off here, there, and everywhere. They find a control room. They insert Cortana's chip into the mainframe. She instantly has direct access to their battle net. It's called battle net, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, it's also what uh, <laughs> Blizzard used to call their matchmaking system. Oh, it's, a, it's a computer thing. <laughs> um, after absorbing everything she can, she then disconnects. She's back inside Master Chief and she tells Chief, this is bad. She's now referring to him as Chief because yeah. they're pretty good friends They're good now. friends. Yeah, they've dreamt together. <laughs> There's no time to explain. She says, we've got to get keys and we've got to get out of here now. <gasps> now, Cortana, she's looked at their whole schematics. She set up some like booby traps for the yep. Covenants that closed off doors yep. to sort of help them way through. And she knows exactly where Captain Keys is being held. She leads them right to the cell. They arrive just as an elite is about to execute him. The elite hears the cell door open. He turns his head and all he sees is Major Sylvia's M6D pistol go off in his face. That's what he says. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, Cortana then leads them back to the nearest dropship and they blast their way back to the human base camp on Halo's surface. Everyone involved in the rescue is now sitting around the command tent for a debrief. This orbital was constructed by an ancient race known by the Covenant as the Forerunners. It seems that they left ruins and artifacts all over the galaxy. 
Some of those artifacts are the technology that the Covenant employ, and another of those artifacts is this ring. They call it Halo. As we are already aware, the Covenant decided, for reasons best known to themselves, that humankind was an object of blasphemy requiring extinction. In Halo, we now appear to have found an object of worship. Halo? It's their god? I think it would be better to say that this is their church, and the forerunners their gods. It makes a kind of sense. If this ring is anything to go by, the technology of the ancients would have been far in advance of the Covenant. Not to mention our own. I ain't going to start praying to them. But there's something else. Something important. It's hard to accurately interpret the data. But according to Covenant message traffic, Halo is a weapon. A weapon? Of what kind? It isn't clear. I'm not even sure the Covenant know themselves. But they repeatedly describe the destructive power as unimaginable. I do not like that. It gets worse. When the Pillar of Autumn crashed, the Covenant believe it disrupted something under the ring surface. The armament system? No, something else. They don't even have a name for it. But whatever it is, it terrifies them. Okay, from what you've told us, our mission is clear. If Halo is a weapon, we need to prevent the Covenant from being able to use it. The Covenant refer to a location called the Silent Cartographer. It seems to be a map room which reveals the position of Halo's control center. Obviously, that control center is our best bet to shut the system down. And where is this map room? Somewhere beneath here. I know where that is. Two lifeboats came down on the same beach, and I only pulled out three survivors. The LC is hot. Two hunt to get Master Chief and four squads of Marines in there. Piece of cake. Sir, permission to speak freely? Granted. Why send the Spartan? The Hell Jumpers sleep locked and loaded. We're ready right now. If this weapon system needs a takedown, it's just the job my men were trained for. Point major, but I have other plans for the Hell Jumpers. Sir, what could be more important than- I don't know what we uncovered when the Pillar of Autumn came down, but I do know this. If the Covenant are scared of it, I want it. Major Silver and the Hell Jumpers will be coming with me. Well, we have come to the end of episode one of Peter Jackson's cancelled Halo movie report. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and in fact, we hope you enjoyed the whole series, and we would love it if you could subscribe, be it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen. Subscribing really honestly does help us get discovered in the charts. It would also be terrific if you could leave us a five-star rating, or you know what, most importantly of all, just tell a friend. We're completely independent here at Cancelled Movie Report, so your support really does mean the world to us. A huge thank you to Steph Ben Dixon and Gus Ronald for lending their voices this episode. We do encourage that if you enjoyed their work, go over, follow them on their channels and let them know how much you enjoyed it. What do you think of the movie so far and have we missed anything? We would love to hear from you. You can always get in touch with us via cancelledmovies at gmail.com or at cancelledmovies on all of the socials. And hey, maybe there's a cancelled movie project you've always wanted to hear about. Why not let us know? You can fill out the form in the episode description alerting us to a project and we may just give it the cancelled movie report treatment. I'm Michael Campbell. I've hosted and edited this episode. Eden Porter was my co-host too and we both produced the show. We'd also like to thank the rest of our amazing voice cast, all of which you'll find listed in the episode notes. And make sure you're listening next week for the conclusion of Peter Jackson's Halo. But if you can't wait, here's a sneak peek. Extraordinary. The Covenant are correct. The Forerunners are gods. I can see it now. Whoever controls the Halo controls the fate of the universe.
But until then, take care.